Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Legally 40-ish. This is Allegra, and it is the 4th of July. I am recording on the 4th of July. It's early. Well, early for me, it's eight o'clock in the morning. And I know that most people, well, maybe not most, I know a lot of people are not interested in celebrating America's independence this year. But for those of you who are, happy 4th of July. I hope you have a fun and safe holiday. And for those of you who aren't, I hear you. I see you. I get it. Um, I am celebrating. We do an annual block party and um, I'm looking forward to having my friends and some of my family over. So that's what I will be doing today. But I did want to hop on quickly, record an episode. Um, it's been, I missed last week and I'll be honest with you. I just didn't feel like recording an episode. Um, it wasn't that I didn't have time. I just wasn't in the headspace and didn't feel like doing it. Like I said before, it's not easy to do this by yourself. And, um, it's actually, you know, not even easy to do it with someone else, but, um, especially if I'm not feeling up for it, it, it makes it really difficult. So last week I took a break and, um, I actually had a great day yesterday. I recorded a podcast with Lauren and cash from allegedly Bravo. And I just have a great time. Uh, this is the second episode that I've done with them and we just have fun together. We were discussing Bill Cosby and, uh, you know, his history with sexual assault and, criminal case that was ultimately overturned and <clears throat> the most recent civil case that I talked about in my last episode. Um, so I'm not sure when that's going to be out, but if you haven't checked out Allegedly Bravo, you should. And I'll let you know when that episode is airing. So quickly for today's episode, um, I am going to record this and get it out before my party today, hopefully. Um, well, no, not hopefully. That's what I'm going to do. This will be out on July 4th. Um, but today I just wanted to talk quickly about our good friend, Erica Jane, who's been in the news this past week. And of course, an update on Britney Spears. Let's start with Britney Spears. So obviously, if you've been following what's going on with Britney, she was in a conservatorship. That conservatorship was terminated by the court last year. Um, I believe that was sometime, I don't know, last November. So you would think that when the conservatorship is terminated, that things just end, but that's not the case. Um, and especially not with an estate, the size of Britney's and then multiple parties involved. So what's happening right now is after the court granted the motion to terminate the conservatorship, Jamie Spears, Britney Spears, dad had filed um, multiple peti petitions related to terminating the conservatorship. He filed a petition to approve the 12th accounting, a petition for an order allowing and approving compensation to conservator and to his attorneys, and a petition for approval of payment on account of attorney's fees. So if that just sounded like gobbledygook to you, um, what those all are related to is money, of course. So Jamie is looking for payment for himself, payment for some things that have been already paid, paid for, and then um, his attorneys to be paid. Brittany, her attorney filed objections to each of these three petitions. Now for a little bit of history and backstory is um, these types of petitions are common. Um, they go on regularly in conservatorships and Brittany's prior counsel. I don't think he ever objected to any of the payment of fees throughout the entire time of the conservatorship. So 
obviously Brittany has a new attorney and he's pretty aggressive. Um, and he filed petition or he filed objections to these petitions. Now the court said, you guys need to conduct discovery on these issues in the petitions. And I need you to complete discovery by July 27th. They have a hearing set this month for July 27th. And what discovery is for people who don't know what that term is, um, it's used in litigation to refer to written questions. Um, those are called interrogatories and depositions can happen. So in the discovery phase, we can send written questions to the other side. They're required to answer them in writing, return them back to us and vice versa. That's the discovery phase. And then you can take depositions during discovery. So what has happened is Jamie's excuse me, Brittany's attorney is attempting to get Jamie Spears to sit for a deposition. He has noticed his deposition multiple times. Um, They've been trying since October of last year, and he's come up with every excuse there is to not sit for a deposition. Now, Jamie's attorney noticed Brittany's deposition. So they want Brittany Spears to sit for a deposition. Now, Brittany's attorney has filed what's called a motion to compel the deposition of Jamie Spears. Now he is saying, your honor, um, Jamie Spears needs to sit for deposition. There's no legal reason why he shouldn't sit for a deposition. You need to force him to do it. And then, um, Jamie's attorney opposed it saying he will sit for a deposition. He's agreed to it, but Brittany also has to sit for a deposition. So, Jamie has also filed a motion to compel the deposition of Britney Spears. Um, And he's arguing that there is no good cause for Britney to refuse to sit for a deposition because Britney's attorney is flat out refusing to produce Britney for deposition saying, nope, she's not going to sit for a deposition. You are torturing her. You are a terrible father. There's no reason that she needs to have a deposition. And Jamie Spears' team is arguing, no, she needs to sit for a deposition because she has been alleging that her father has, you know, he, she's made all kinds of allegations. He's, she said that he has stolen money, that he has um, forced her to perform when she didn't want to perform, that forced her to take drugs that she didn't want to take, all of the allegations that you've heard her make about her dad. And his team is arguing those issues are all discoverable. They're all related to these issues we have with respect to those petitions we filed. So she should have to sit for, for a deposition. So The court is going to hear both of these motions on July 13th, and the court will make an order as to both of these depositions. I think the court, my opinion, my legal opinion is that the court will require both of the parties to sit for deposition limited to the issues involved in the petitions that were filed by Jamie Spears and the objections made by Brittany. So I do believe that both parties will have to sit for a deposition. Again, that hearing is on July 13th. And Obviously, the court had ordered that the parties complete discovery by July 27th. That's not going to happen because of this motion to compel issue. And then the parties will still have to sit for a deposition and maybe potentially resolve the issues. Um, so it the battle continues. People are going to keep getting paid. You know, all of these things that all these court filings, all of this arguing, it all costs money on both sides. So and ultimately, it all comes out of Brittany's estate. So it's really it's really, really shitty that they just can't get these issues resolved and that they can tie this up and move on. But that's what's happening in the Britney Spears conservatorship. Now, let's talk quickly about Miss Erica Jane. 
Miss Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane Girardi. Now, obviously, without giving any backstory, you can go listen to previous episodes about what's been happening with Erica and Tom and the bankruptcies, the multiple bankruptcies. Tom, Tom's firm, Girardi Keys, is in bankruptcy, and Tom is personally in bankruptcy. So there has been this dispute over a pair of earrings, and that's what I'm going to talk about. Erica Jane's earrings, these diamond earrings have been in the news the past week. And the issue, of course, I think is interesting. Um, But I also am seeing people kind of get it wrong, of course, on social media. So I wanted to give a little, I just want to give context to what's being talked about in, in in the headlines and tabloids and on social media. So here are the basic facts. And when I'm referring to, well, I'll just get into the facts. So Tom Girardi, obviously, you know, he's a plaintiff's attorney. He ran a firm called Girardi Keys for many, many years. And Girardi Keys was a contingency fee firm, meaning um, they took a portion of a settlement or verdict, a contingent fee, meaning if they didn't win, they wouldn't get paid. So, um, and I've talked about what a contingency fee is and what a client trust account is, and those are all relevant for this discussion today, but I won't go into them again for the people who've already, already heard that, or you may already know what that is. But anyway, so Tom Girardi wrote a check for $750,000 from the Girardi Keese client trust account payable to quote M&M. And he claimed the check was for a cost on a case that the firm was handling. So part of what attorneys are allowed to do is if I'm handling your case and there's costs associated with the case, such as a deposition fee or, um, you know, mailing fees, anything like that, that's related specifically to the case filing fees. Those things can be paid for and are paid for out of the client funds. That's after the settlement comes in, um, you can pay the costs. Okay. So that's why, if you're wondering why would he be writing a check and why would it be part of a cost case, a case cost? That's a normal practice. So um, that's the fact. When GK went into bankruptcy and the trustee started going through all of the funds, trying to figure out where all of the money went, they come across this you know, $750 payment to M&M. Well, the check was actually to M and M jewelers for diamond earrings for Erica Jane. And what I thought was like shocking is I, it was so blatant. So I got the pleadings from the court website. I downloaded them and I have all the exhibits and everything. I'll probably post something to social media, but so the check is written to M and M and it's identified in a client case as a case cost, and it has the check number, the payer, M&M, and that's it. But the actual check, you know, after you deposit the check and the person endorses the back, it's stamped M&M Jewelers. So it's like, (laughs) there's no denying that this is a check written to a jeweler, and there is no denying, and Erica Jane doesn't deny that those were earrings purchased for her and given to her. So the argument by the trustee is that because the earrings were paid for with client funds, the earrings are actually the assets of the Girardi Keys bankruptcy estate. 
and the trustee can and should sell them for the benefit of the creditors. So they had to file a motion. Erica didn't willingly give over the earrings. She has made arguments and, and many people have many opinions about that. And that's fine. I don't, I don't disagree with people's opinions about that, but um, the, the thing that is um, kind of fascinating here is that the client funds that were used to pay for these earrings, these particular clients are not creditors in the Girardi Keys bankruptcy estate. So that's kind of an interesting twist. It's not like you know they, how they talk about the Lion Air crash victims and the widows and orphans, and those people haven't gotten paid their settlement monies. Well, this $750,000 check for the jewelry, it didn't come from them. It came from a different case altogether. And those people are not part of the um, bankruptcy estate. They're not creditors. So that's a, a thing that comes up in this issue and this legal issue. But um, basically, Erica argues, so the, so the trustee had to file a motion with the court Erica opposed it saying that the statute of limitations had run, meaning this happened so long ago that, and it's too late now, um, and that the earrings are not property of the Girardi Keys estate because property that's held in trust for the benefit of someone else is excluded from the estate. That's like, that's the law. If a law firm goes into bankruptcy and there's money in a trust account, well, that money doesn't become part of the estate it, because it's actually money for someone else. Now, um, of course, the trustee replied to Erica's opposition and said, no, the trustee is standing in the successor trustee for the firm and the trust is the proper recipient of the property. So once they recover the actual earrings, they will then be obligated to address how the recovery will be distributed. So they're saying that issue of who really, where the money should actually go, they'll figure that out later, but really the trustee should get that, um, should get these earrings back and it should be part of the estate. And then they'll figure out where the money should actually rightfully go. So this went to court um, and the court agreed with the trustee and, and, and ruled that Erica had to turn the earrings over. So Erica had to give back the earrings. And that's what everyone has been talking about this, this week, that Erica was ordered to return the earrings to the Girardi Keys estate. And that is true. That's what happened. So um, the assets are still being distributed and there's still arguments over all of the money and that will continue on. Um, and that's what's going on. So I'll be back next week and yeah, until then have a happy and safe 4th of July.